here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.9 FM in Port Elizabeth. Good evening, Professor Foxcroft. Good evening to you. Happy days, exciting times ahead for Nelson Mandela University. Soon, in a few years, they will confer the qualification Bachelor of Medicine, Bachelor of Surgery, or better known as MBCHB. Correct. It's a very exciting moment for us. I can almost ask, what took so long? Well... It's not easy to start up a a new medical school and a medical program. And although our council of the university made the decision in 2013 already to pursue a long-held dream for a medical school in Port Elizabeth, we had to do a lot of hard work behind the scenes. We had to develop our curricula. We had to get all sorts of submission from local, provincial, national government. We had review visits from many regulatory bodies. We also had to look at our infrastructure on our Missionville campus, make some changes, do some upgrades, some new buildings, get equipment, appoint staff. So it's a long process, but finally the moment is here. Let's have this conversation. Because this is a critical intervention in academia, but particularly in the medical world. Between UWC, Stellenbosch, and UCT, along the coast, the next medical school one will find is in Mtata at Walter Sisulu University. That is a stretch in excess of a thousand kilometers. So the student who's caught in between either goes east to mm-hmm. Tata or West to the three opportunities that are on offer at the Western Cape Universities. Mm-hmm. You now fall in between, just about halfway, in this catchment area of students. So we can anticipate the rollout to first up to be in high demand. Yes, in fact, um, we opened our applications yesterday and already they're rolling in. Um, so we're very excited about that. And we are actually working very closely as well with Walter Sula University because we will now be a province that has two medical schools. Correct. And But, you know, the, the, the healthcare needs of this province are so great. So it was one of the matters um, when we were seeking approval that was well discussed and everybody realized that there was great advantages to having two medical schools in the province. Um, but also that we would work collaboratively with each other. We've got agreements, we will share some of our resources, et cetera, um, and knowledge and expertise. So I think it's, it's great that students are going to have opportunities to, to study at um, our medical school as well now. And of course, when you talk about collaborations, when you talk about the province, the Eastern Cape, I am a Fortarian at heart and I'll always use the opportunity to champion the institution's Mm. interest. They do have a faculty of health sciences, a relatively new one as well. So in many respects, we can then expect the Eastern Cape 
to not necessarily be a leader, great as that would be, but there's still some work to be done, but it can be a serious contributor to the health of the nation from a health sciences perspective, from a medical perspective between yourselves, Nelson Mandela University, Fortes Faculty of Health Sciences, as well as the long-standing institution of medicine at what was then known as UNITRA, now Walter Sisulu. Mm-hmm. What can we therefore expect the research components to focus on when you talk about the collaborations? Where are the critical needs? Because you talk about the many healthcare challenges of the province and the fact that there are almost three worlds in one in the Eastern Cape. Mm-hmm. Abject poverty high riches and a a, a strong middle class, if you like, particularly around the Nelson Mandela Bay area? Mm. Well, we've um, been conducting research in health sciences for many years, and some of the collaborations that are taking place um, relate, for example, around drug utilization, um, along the treatment of, of various diseases such as diabetes, for example, hypertension, um, as well as in the the more social sciences in the fields of psychology and um, social development, for example. So we've got a range of studies that are already underway. Um, some of them are being done collaboratively with other universities, and that's one of the aspects that we intend to grow over the next few years. Um, we've got some international research going as well, particularly around telehealth, for example, um, and using technology to reach um, remote areas and so on. Prof, let's talk about the fact that this is South Africa's 10th medical school. Medicine generally is a difficult faculty or field to enter you will not not have the challenges that many of the nine medical schools have been facing. Because you come in late in the day, so to speak, you have a way of managing the national healthcare concerns on the one end in the clinical sense. You've also got to consider the South African landscape with its challenges unique to it in relation to transformation and getting the kinds of demographics that have been previously excluded Involved more particularly those who would leave the Eastern Cape and go the closest would be Mtata, alternatively Bloemfontein to become Kofsis, or they go to the Western Cape and become Aikis or Martis in yeah. Stellenbosch. Now there's an opportunity for people from the Eastern Cape and actually parts of the Western Cape as well as the Northern Cape to come through to the Bay, a beautiful city as it is, and then contribute, especially in COVID times, to a critical field for South Africa that can be quite for the next foreseeable future, be a very critical space for research now that we are living with COVID and in time post-COVID society. Yeah, that's that's very true. We particularly want to enroll a cohort of medical students that reflects firstly the diversity of our population, but secondly, we have a strong commitment to broadening access, and in this case, broadening access to medical studies. So, in fact, in any in intake into the medical program, 60% of the intake will come from non-fee-paying quintile one to three schools. Um, and some of those schools, as you know, we'll find in deep rural areas, in very disadvantaged areas. Um, and so we're particularly wanting to broaden access for those students to be studying medicine. We also tend to draw 
the majority of our students from the East Cape, and so we're also hoping that we will draw students from the Eastern Cape who will remain in the Eastern Cape once they've graduated and be able to plough things back into their communities again. Um, so that's our particular focus around access and we're aiming to produce graduates who are able to connect with community needs and make differences in the lives of both the patients as well as the communities in which they, they end up serving. The Eastern Cape has produced many astounding and outstanding doctors in the country, but a lot of those doctors, unfortunately, are not plying their trade in the Eastern Cape. It starts with the fact that a majority of them would not have been trained in the Eastern Cape because there only ever has been one medical school. So from the time they have dreams and aspirations, those dreams and aspirations are not predicated in the Eastern Cape. From their training onwards, they are just about lost to the system. So on the one hand, we have now an opportunity to address that through this 10th medical school in the province to complement what is happening in Tata. But more especially is my concern, how do we ensure post-qualification they remain in the province because the rural province that some parts of the Eastern Cape are, are a major challenge to the healthcare system at large, the public healthcare system anyway. In as much as we are seeing what's happening in the Nelson Mandela Bay now, the facilities are inundated with COVID patients, of course, but generally speaking, they would be inundated in the general sense. How do we ensure we don't, through the school, suffer a brain drain that is consistent with every other faculty, with every other profession that the Eastern Cape, unfortunately, continues to lament? Well, I'm sure that is quite a challenge. Um, But I think some of it will come from the way that we're going to be doing the training, where from their first year already, students will be getting some real-world experience around the practice of medicine, particularly in community settings. And when it comes to their clinical training, they'll be working on the clinical platform throughout the province as well. And so the more we kind of engage them in connecting with the people in the province and also having a heart for wanting to actually work in disadvantaged communities, hopefully we'll be able to entice them to to stay in the province, for example. Um, I think we'll also see an upgrading of the Livingston and the Doring Ginza hospitals, and so that might also create more work opportunities um, as time goes by for some of these students. If this question might dovetail with that last comment, the academic hospital is normally attached to a university, Grotesque mm. in Cape Town. Um, no, not Khrutuski. There, there, there is a hospital in Cape Town. It's just not Khrutuski, but it is attached to UCT. The same thing with Nelson Mandela Academic in um, Tata. Mm. Could we see a similar arrangement with now the Nelson Mandela Medical School? Yes, so we are um, busy working with the National Department of Health because um, the Doran Ginza Hospital, for example, is across the road from the Missionville campus where our medical school is situated. Um, And so that would be an obvious hospital to start working with the Department of Health to get it upgraded to a status of an academic training hospital, for example, which again benefits the communities around there because you're just going to bring more facilities 
closer to the people. Well, let's leave it there. We look forward to the first intake and the first lesson in March mm. 2021. Final mm-hmm. comment from you, Prof. Yes, so we're very excited to welcome our first group of 50 students and they'll be starting around about the 8th of March. So at that stage, I'm sure we'll have a lot of extra things to, to share um, with the country around what our first intake looks like, for example. Well, you know where to come back and report those early experiences. And, of course, there will be teething problems, which are expected, which are normal, which are yep. encouraged for that matter, because that's how we get more intelligence and ultimately be better. But for now, let's leave it there. Thank you so much, then, for your time. Great, Professor thank Cheryl you. Foxcroft, Deputy Vice Chancellor for Learning and Teaching, Nelson Mandela University, 2120. That was hashtag Student Night, a focus on Nelson Mandela Medical School. And on a dour note, we focus on the fallen royalty of the Babedi royal family, a tribute to Josie Victor Tulari III. A conversation after this.